Quick warning, some of the topics discussed in this video may be sensitive to some viewers, and as such, viewer discretion is advised. Enjoy. I want to preface this story by saying that if you have any curiosity about the deep and or dark web, just get rid of it right now. If you're an everyday user and aren't in the know of how onion routing, encryption, VPNs, etc. work, then use the stories like this one to satiate your curiosity. Do not start down that rabbit hole and don't dig any deeper than you need to. That said, let's get into some backstory. I'm a tech nerd. 100%. I'm the type of person that was ripping apart old PCs in the 80s and putting them back together just to see what worked with what. Mind you, that was back when I was a kid. Now, I learned about all the tech back then, and I took that passion deep into my adulthood. So, now, I work in IT if that wasn't obvious. And I know a lot about what goes on out there on the net. Now, that's all well and good, but that's all surface web and surface tech level stuff. The question from here quickly becomes, how does me being a geek equal dark web horror story? Simple. I've been there. In fact, I've been there probably more than many of the stories that you've heard on this channel, and many others out there. I've seen quite a bit, and maybe I'll give you a few more stories in the future, but this one is one that I think is worth telling. Mostly because it was honestly terrifying. Back when I was on the dark web frequently, there was one site that I used to always venture towards. Obviously, I'm not naming that site because as far as I know, it's still out there still exists. This site was, I don't know, kind of like a dark web bazaar. You could buy pretty much anything and everything you could really want, and it wasn't terribly expensive. I used to buy things from there that were less than legal, and I even used to occasionally sell some stuff that was also less than legal. Honestly, this site had everything. Substances, weapons, pirated DVDs, stolen goods. If you wanted it, you could find it there. The dealers had their ratings that would pretty much tell you how reputable they were, and the higher the rating, the better the overall service or quality of what you've ordered. Think eBay ratings, but for drugs and other illegal stuff. One day, and one conversation, sticks in my mind as probably the most memorable thing that ever happened while I was on the dark web, and on this particular sales site. I was browsing some of the content, simply for the hell of it, seeing what was out there and what I may have wanted to blow my money on, and I saw an entry that I thought was a bit strange. Girlfriend for sale. Honestly, I thought it was a joke. Maybe someone was selling their old silicone sex doll and wanted to have an eye-catching title. I went to the page and scrolled down to the description, and it didn't help any more than the title. It simply said, Selling my old girlfriend, 
message for details. At this point, I felt quite compelled to message this person, so I did. And here is how the conversation went. Me, hey, I wanted to ask about your girlfriend for sale. Him, alright, what do you want to know? Me, pretty much everything. Him, alright, she's 27, a bit on the thicker side. She has black hair, green eyes, freckles. There was more information that he included here. He used other words to describe her body type, gave exact measurements, and went into a bit of personal details on her and what she would do for me. I'm not going to put them here as I want to keep this story out of the graphic territory. After he told me all this, I obviously knew that this wasn't a sex doll he was selling. He was legitimately trying to sell a real person. I wasn't sure what to do or say at this point, so I simply said, go on. Him. Would you like to see her? It may make it easier to see if you're really interested. Me. Okay. And I wish I hadn't done that. He then sent me a few pictures of this woman, tied up and gagged in a basement. She looked exactly like he had explained. Her wrists were bound with duct tape, and she had a chain around her neck that looked to be connected to a concrete pillar in the center of the basement. The look on her face was one of legitimate terror. You could tell that she had been crying excessively, her skin was dirty, and her hair was a mess. He then eh, sent me photos of her in what I will simply describe as compromising situations and positions. I'm, again, not getting into the details, but honestly, it made me want to vomit. When I clicked on this entry on the site, I was kind of expecting it to be a joke, but these pictures, and what he had told me, had me pretty certain that this was absolutely real, and that scared the hell out of me. Then, he sent me another message. I have one interested buyer that's currently offering 70k cash by the end of next week. If you can get me at least 75, she's yours. I was beyond shocked that the only thing I could think to do was ask what her name was. To which he replied, Oh, sorry, I can't give out her name in case you would do something stupid. Like, try to find her or contact the police. I replied with, oh, no, I wouldn't dare. I was just curious. His response to that chilled me even further to the bone. Good, because it wouldn't matter. There's no one around that'll miss her, and on paper, she's been dead for a month. I do what I can to make my transactions stress-free. That includes my prospective buyers. I expect them to keep things stress-free for me. So please... Don't do anything stupid. He compounded this last sentence with a smiley face emoticon, which, honestly, actually added to the threat. I honestly had no idea what to say. I didn't know if this was legitimate or some kind of honeypot seller trying to arrest human traffickers. 
I just told him that I would try to get the money together, and if he didn't hear from me by the time the other seller came through, that was okay by me. I didn't want to raise any alarms with this guy, regardless of who he really was. I really don't have much more to say about this story, other than to say that I have no idea what happened to her or the seller. I didn't follow up, and I just kind of let the situation go. I know, this makes me a shitty person, and I've honestly lost sleep over it, but I'm more hopeful that it was just a honeypot, and that he was trying to lure me into doing something illegal so that I could be arrested, more than being some guy that was actually trying to sell his girlfriend. This story is going to be a bit technical, and I know that may turn some people off of it, but the technical side is important to know exactly what it is that made this such a weird situation for me. I'm going to try to keep it a bit simplified, so my apologies if the tech nerd in me breaks through. For some background on who I am, I do two jobs in my daily life front-end web development, and back-end web connections. The first job has me building out websites for users, and includes both the coding of the pages, as well as the overall user interface. The second job has me watching server connections, and seeing what traffic goes where, and who connects to what. The best way to look at it is like this. If you connect to a website, you're connecting to a web server most likely in a data center. Those data centers have routers internally, gateways, load balancers, which balance loads, and a bunch of other devices that most home users will never touch in their daily lives. And a lot of it is honestly really boring. That said, most people know what a firewall is, or at least that it filters traffic based on rules. Those rules tell you what can and cannot connect, and what to do with traffic that isn't specifically laid out, accept or deny. All that technical BS out of the way, my job requires that I understand how connections happen, and that I need to know how to determine where an IP address is coming from. This comes in handy, as I am able to see that an IP address in China is trying to connect to our local government website in Ohio, which typically results in those IPs getting blacklisted, basically pinpointing the geographical location of an IP address. It sounds complex, but I promise you, a lot of that information is very easily accessible, and with just a bit of know-how, you can usually get a good estimation on the location. Now that I'm done rambling, I've dabbled in the dark web a few times, and I like to know what I'm doing. Most of the time, connections on the deep web or dark web are encrypted, and it's difficult to find out who is where and what's all going on. Most of the time, the people that run dark web websites don't have much of a connection to the surface web, but it does occasionally happen. There was one time that I ended up on a deep web site that wasn't very well built, or at least not very well protected. This site was for Bitcoin transactions and money transfers, 
and based on what they described in their quote-unquote partner sites, they were used for very specific and very illegal adult content. You would like to think in your mind that they would keep these kinds of things behind good technology, and that you would never have to worry about your data being accessed. Well, you'd be very wrong in this case. The site itself had pieces of code that were static, including comments and connections to static IP addresses while checking out. Lesson 1 in security, never hardcode anything. Always code with dynamics in mind, and never reference your firewall in your programming. Anyways, I pulled what was listed as a static IP address in the connections, and there were only a couple of IPs. One of them seemed to not respond to any traffic at all, which I kind of expected to be the firewall. But the other one, the one that was constantly labeled as quote-unquote home throughout the code, seemed to be a web server, and it wasn't locked down at all. I connected to the admin port on the server, and to my surprise, the login information was the default credentials. I was expecting the server to be mostly empty, maybe some kind of honeypot, but as I traversed the directories, I was honestly surprised. Looking at what was on the server, this was the server the one that was running the payment processing for the illegal content, and they were storing all of the data on this server. Firewall lists, IP access logs that they were holding on to. There was a list of every IP and system that had connected and made transactions over the past year or two. As I dug deeper into the server, I found something that honestly creeped me out. There was a directory on the web server, that was for a school district's website. This server that was taking payments for sites that ran very illegal content was also hosting the public surface web-facing website for a school district. Looking at the information that was saved on some of the pages, it was a school district that taught everything from pre-K through 12th grade and was down south. I'm not going to list the specifics for the safety and security of the school. My initial thought was, maybe this server was hosted by a third party? Maybe the school didn't actually own this server? But after checking the IP addresses on the geolocator, it was confirmed that this server was 100% hosted on a static IP address assigned to that school district. The schools probably had no idea that they were passing Bitcoin transactions for really vile content, but someone there knew, and they were taking full advantage of having access to servers and having full access to a government-funded and owned IP address. I gathered all the information I could, including how I found the server, what the server was hosting, and a very basic outline of the insecurities on the server. I also took screenshots of all the things that I knew existed. I bundled it all up and sent it over to the email of the superintendent of the district, advising them that they needed to look into who was managing and running their servers. I only ever got one email back, basically saying thanks. 
and that they would look into it. My guess is, they either handed it over to the local police, or they did some sort of internal investigation. Obviously, they're not going to email me back to tell me the end results. But in my head, though, the sicko that was taking advantage of the schools like this is currently rotting in prison. So I'm not a techie like some of the people here, but I at least do know what I need to do when it comes to accessing the deep web. That said, I don't go digging for creepy stuff, and I don't ever go for anything illegal. On the deep web, there is a lot of content that is just slightly too raunchy for the surface web, and isn't posted for the masses. A good number of deep websites don't even crack the illegal category, and that's really the main difference between the deep web and the dark web. A lot of what I know on the deep web is people talking BS about random things. Things like politics, modern science, technology, cryptids, and other crazy supernatural stuff, as well as conspiracy theories. Some of those conspiracy theories can get really freaking weird. In fact, that's kind of what my story here is about. So, one of these sites that I would use a lot was basically a discussion board for conspiracy theories and craziness about how there were demons among us that were going to take over the world. A lot of it sounded like insane people just rambling off scripts that you would find in the trash bin at the Sci-Fi Channel headquarters, but some of it was interesting, and all of the theories had their ardent followers. The people that seemed to run most of the theories were those that genuinely believed that our government around the world was run by demons, and that they sacrificed children to drink their blood. Like, seriously crazy stuff. I remember that there was one user that I genuinely think was insane, and he was super into this theory. I think his tag was something like Dave is home, or something. I remember it being something about Dave and home, so I'm just going to call him Dave. Dave would post on every single thread that he could find, and he would egg on the initial poster to the point that he was almost rewriting their theories to be better. What's worse, he seemed to believe in every single crazy theory that was posted. Government run by baby-eating demons... Yep, totally true. Same government somehow being run by space-faring lizard people? Also just as true. Disney sneaking subtle hints into their kids' movies to get everyone hooked on cocaine? Sure, why the hell not? It was as if this guy refused to see reality for what was actually in front of his eyes. Everything had a hidden agenda. Everything was some plot to control the masses, and everything was worth questioning. I don't think Dave could have made a cup of coffee without accusing the coffee maker of trying to take away his God-given freedoms. Anyways, as quickly as I saw Dave pop up and make new posts on the forum, I noticed that he had almost completely disappeared. I went over to his profile to see what he had posted lately, only to find that he had made a final thread called... Don't trust the admins. This thread outlined that the admins of the forum site 
were attempting to find him and censor him so that they could send a hitman to take him out of the picture. It had a ton of seemingly irrelevant details, and included pictures of random people out walking that Dave claimed were following him for the admins. He then rounded the whole post out with an onion link to a website that he had created so that he could continue on with his ramblings. I went over to his website, and I read all of his posts, and they legitimately just kept getting crazier and crazier. Eventually, I'd had enough of his absolute insanity, and decided to log off for a while. I kind of stopped getting into the deep web for a little bit, mostly because I didn't have the time. I was feeling the stress of the end of my first year in college. After a while, I think maybe it was about a couple months between my last login, I decided I wanted to go on and see what Dave had gotten up to. I went back to the forum, went to his account, and then to his personal site-slash-blog. When I got there, I found that there were over 300 new updates. This man had seriously posted over 300 times within a little over a month and a half, at most. I started down the rabbit hole of his posts, and his theories started getting really abstract. Some of them made some sense like he would have clear moments in that crazy fog, but a lot of them were things like, the Russian government is watching you with a satellite that comes around every Thursday, and that meat you buy at the store isn't really meat, but a plasticine-like material that was synthesized in that it contained hormones to make people stupid. It was all honest-to-God insanity. Then, I got to the end of his feed and I felt bad for laughing at his posts. His last post was simply titled, I can't do it anymore. It was probably the most lucid thing he had written on the page. It explained that his mother had passed away from cancer recently. Of course, he blamed Big Pharma for this, but then went on to explain that the stress of life was too much for him, and he couldn't keep up. He outlined some of his theories about the government running our lives and explained that if he couldn't live free, then he wouldn't live at all. He finished off the post by saying, To all my friends that have helped me see clearly over the years, I thank you and may God bless you all. Then, he posted a picture of a hand holding a, a pistol of some sort. I don't know jack about guns, though. There was nothing after this post and the few comments that existed were basically just people saying that God would understand his decision and that he was truly a soldier fighting for the truth. Obviously, this was all pretty depressing, and I was a bit freaked out, knowing that this guy that I was just making fun of in my head was most likely no longer alive, and was also dealing with some very serious mental issues. In the end... I didn't really go back or spend any time on the deep web. Dave's story had a bit of a lasting effect on me, and kind of taught me a lesson about sympathy. I have a story that ended up with a school bomb threat. I got on tour at school and a VPN 
I got on some onion links, like the dark web radio, which could easily exist on the surface web, minus the military radios it picks up. Anyways, once I found that website was safe, I got on more links and found one that was named Hitman Hires for Cheap, or something like that. It was something humorous. It had the main character from the Hitman games, but once you click the View Prices button, and I didn't mask my IP, then a message popped up saying, Your school will have a bomb threat in a day. Sure enough, it happened. And I thought maybe it was a coincidence. And then that computer, where the tour icon was, had a message that said, Here's one more for good measure. And under that, uninstall tour. Then, another threat happened five minutes after, when I clicked on the tour browser. After that, I completely uninstalled Tor and have never been on since. Ah, the dark web. Where none of the stories I just told are incredibly outlandish, and every single one of them sounds fairly plausible. (laughs) Anyway... So that was the third collection of dark web stories on my channel. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please consider hitting that subscribe button and the bell icon next to it. You can also follow me on social media. I appreciate all that. I also have a Patreon and a coffee, and you can also join the channel memberships. All of this is appreciated, and all of it's optional. So, all that said, I know a majority of you won't make it to this point of the video because most of you don't watch my outros. Um, I don't blame you, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah. If you have a story you want to send my way, please do so. Uh, I would love to have some more content from people. It doesn't have to be dark web related. It can be Glitch in the Matrix, Paranormal, Creepy Encounters, even fiction. I do all of it. So to do so, all you have to do is go to asthereavendreams.com slash submit. Um, the link to the website's down in the description. I also have a Red X page you can submit it to. It's all the same. It all goes to the same place. So, All right. Um, I hope you have a beautiful weekend, my friends, and I hope I will see you on the next video. And if I don't, well, that's sad. But if I do, that's not sad. (laughs) Anyway. Alright, guys, see you on the next one. But until then, sleep well. 